supposed to be dead? Oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> November 25, 1975, was a Tuesday. At least it was in my hometown. I don't know about where you grew up. It was also my first day of school in Quebec. A lousy thing, starting school ten weeks into my third grade year, knowing no one, trying to understand the different math they taught, or any of the French at all. Luckily, there was one kid on the bus who got on a few blocks down the road from me who took it on himself to show me what was what. Dan was from a Swiss family, there were quite a few in Saint-Jean, and lived close enough for us to play after school most nights of the week and on weekends. He and often his little brother Matthew and I did all the things you were supposed to do to qualify as little boys of the era. We rode our bikes, read comic books, played Star Wars, watched The Guiding Light and MASH reruns. Actually, that does sound a little weird. But these things were on TV when we got home from school at 3 p.m. What, are we not going to watch TV? We also listened to records. A lot. It was in our basements and living rooms with the Beatles and Beach Boys and the Pop 45s of the day that I started thinking about playing music. Dan, though, actually took some guitar lessons. This seemed outrageous to me at the time. For the last half of the 70s, we were pretty close. We wrote out the weirdness of his parents separating and the boys splitting their time between the old house and their mom's new apartment. That would only get weirder when their mom's brother came over from Switzerland to visit. Soon afterward, Dan's father learned his ex-wife and brother-in-law had taken the boys back to Switzerland for good. This was the era of Kramer versus Kramer, nasty divorces and the kids caught in the middle. I know I took it hard. Dan and I hadn't even gone to the same school for a couple of years, but he was still my closest friend. His mom got me on the phone from Switzerland at one point to apologize to me for having done it. I'm pretty sure I was magnanimous. Anyway, that was that. In 79, I started grade 7 in another new school, riding the bus for an hour north to St. Hubert to the big school. At least by then, I knew my fellow busmates. But as the 80s approached, Dan was on the other side of the world. It was my dad's idea to keep in touch using audio cassettes. Twelve-year-old boys may or may not be proficient at penning letters, but they are naturals at getting goofy with a home tape recorder. Hello, Scott. How are you? This is Dan, like you hear. So, great that I could, that I, t that I once again heard you on, when I telephoned you. You know, I really miss you sometimes. I don't mean sometimes, I mean all the time. I, sometimes when I come home from school, I wish, I say, boy, I wish I could stop, I wish I could telephone Scott and say, come on, Scott, over here, let's play something. Or, you know, 
do some of the old stuff like go to the movies and stuff like that. Now that we're talking about movies, I'm going to play you an old goodie. Yeah, well, not an old goodie, but it'll, me it'll bring some memories to you. And now for Greece. What jumps out at me here is how open this kid is. He misses his friend and says so. Where's the machismo all of us little boys are taught? Where's the emotional guardedness in which we truck? Good God, man, did you just play me Grease? So, you remember that old goodie that we went to look in the movie and the movie didn't come at the right time? that they put it on too late and then we still were a long time there and waited well huh, that were the good old times as you could tell, say i do remember an unheard of english double feature in one of our local cinemas greece and american hot wax two throwbacks to 50s culture perfect for kids who already read Mad Magazine and Archie Comics and watched Happy Days and loved Elvis. They screwed up the reels and started Grease in the middle, so we sat through Grease and a half, and my mom picked us up, and it was dark out. Did she... Was she driving then? Yeah, well, it must be a lot of good movies playing by you right now like Star Wars 2 and stuff like that. Well, we've only heard of Star Wars, we've only heard of Star Wars 2 here. It was written once in the newspaper about it, though it hasn't started playing yet. See, kids, back in the day, we could say Star Wars 2 and know what we meant. There was Star Wars, and there was, you know, Star Wars 2. That's how it worked. But look, he recorded this at the end of November in 1980. Star Wars 2... All right. The, the Empire Strikes Back. I'll meet you halfway. That movie was released in May. Six months later, and it still hadn't even hit the screens in Switzerland? That is some pre-globalization right there. I decided that I'm going to take here in Switzerland um, guitar courses. And I mean, really... Like here, they're going to teach me the notes and how how I take the usual so Beatles songs or anything that I can make, that I can play them easier. That I don't have to play note after note after note. Yeah, stupid notes. That I can really play like the Beatles did, not note after note, and not like just play, play with it like I used to. Yeah, man, that... Uh, wait, what? I think the Beatles played notes, buddy. Anyway, that did sound more impressive than playing along with the tennis racket in my basement. Well, talking about girls, you said you said on your la your last letter and tape that I should tell you what uh, what kind of girls are here in Switzerland. So, because how could you write songs if you didn't know how the girls looked like on the other side of the world? Well, the girls, as you said, on the other side of the world, are are almost the same as in Canada, 
Only what they've got, they've got a little darker hair. Well, I, th I think so. You know, maybe, maybe some people say, no, there's enough blonde-headed girls here in, here in Switzerland. There's so much blonde-headed girls here in Switzerland as there is in Canada. But, yeah, but I don't really think so. Because, because uh, I think that there is more blonde-headed girls in Canada. They, well, the most of them, they've got this new fad going around. The most of the girls, they want short hair, you know? Doesn't really look that nice, of course. Well, sure, but sometimes that's a good look, isn't it? Anyway, you're 13. What kind of experience could you have? But I tell you, a girlfriend that I once had here in Switzerland, boy, has she got boobs, I tell you. No, it's going too far. She's got boobs. You know, so, uh, bigger than a lot of women I know. She's got boobs, and, you know, I mean big ones. And, you know, I'm not going with her anymore because she's a, she was a little funny. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cool your jets there, pal. We don't work blue around here. Turns out the buxom lass had a wandering eye, so Dan moved on. It was the sensible thing to do. I wonder if uh, I would like to know is um, is what is um, Shelley Hack still on the Angels? Because I heard something that she left the Angels. It was in the papers that she left the Angels, and I would like. To, and there was written that Priscilla Presley was going to be the new Angel, the fifth or the sixth Angel. Now, so if you could write to me or. Tell a tape or what you're gonna do. Maybe tell me who the new angels are. And is Buck Rogers still on the air? Have they got any new television series? Wow. That may be the last time anyone showed so much interest in Shelley Hack's career. It seems almost Victorian, the audio tape notwithstanding, to have to send for word through the mails about your favorite shows and stars and wait for maybe a month to hear back. In hindsight, the internet couldn't get here fast enough. Only, Dan and I are still friends. He moved back to Canada in 1986, and after a few months we kind of picked up where we left off. We were close buddies until a red-headed dame came between us in 92... Never mind all that. We patched it up. He drove down to help me move from New York back to Canada. He was best man at my wedding, but we're closing in on 50. He's been divorced. He's changed careers. I try to see him when I go back to Quebec, but that's become less and less frequent. It's always good to talk to him, but there's a distance now. The guardedness I mentioned earlier, I, I don't think it was there ten years ago. It wasn't when we were twenty. Even with the immediacy of text messages and email, it can feel like he's on the other side of the world. And I realize that's all one-sided. I can't say those things about my oldest friend without taking a hard look at myself, and considering how I've changed in his eyes and in how many ways I might have let him down over the years. But the story isn't over yet. Maybe this tape is a little boring to you, but... You know... Well... It's 
that you hear my voice once again. Pretty much. Episode 52. That were the good old times, as you could say. Part 1. Written and read by Scott Clarkson. Music by Garner Firebird.